we're shifting gear in the last three years the political party funding act has been delivered um nine quarterly reports disclosing the donations and funding activities of political parties in south africa the report is also meant to provide transparent outlook on the disbursement of public money to these parties through the seats that they hold at provincial and national legislature the report has provided insights onto who are the major stakeholders when it comes to the donors who have given at least over a hundred thousand rands to these associations so far Eight major donors have been consistently donating across the political landscape. In the most recent report, there have been questions that have been raised surrounding one of a donor who made a hefty donation behind a single political party and whether their affiliation to a political, uh, rather to a popular financial institution doesn't blur the lines for consumers who don't even affiliate themselves with with the political party who receives that donation. There are also new donors that are emerging who are backing the new opposition parties that are vying for seats in power in the upcoming election. So our next guest is going to hopefully help us navigate funding the funding that goes into political parties and unpack the big question, who is funding who and maybe even why. We invited Robin Pasensi, who's a party funding researcher at My Vote Counts. Robin, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning and thank you for having me on the show. It's good to be here. So, I mean, we wanted to cover a lot of things, but some, uh, you know, of the new donor players, such as the CEO of Capitec, and I think we start there because that's the big one that's been making news recently, and him making major donations or massive donations to the Democratic Alliance, and us reading that uh, there was a time in 2019 when he sat in meetings with them, and part of the recommendations that were made in that meetings, in those meetings, where that a particular politician should disappear from uh, that organization and in a way ultimately ended up disappearing. What do you make of it? I mean, it's, it's really interesting because I'll, I'll start the conversation by saying we need money. I don't think the ordinary of African would disagree with me when I say that we, you need money to live. Absolutely. We, you, you can't get by without it. And as true as it is for us as ordinary South African, ordinary people living here, it's also true for political parties. So they need money to function. And we're not trying to disagree with that. We know that you need to pay your staff, you need to do your, your job as a political it's party. It's a big business running a political organization. And the bigger you are, the more competitive you want to be. Obviously, you, you need more money. But what our issue is, or really what our concern is as an organization in which we would hope that people consider, particularly as we go into 2024 with our national elections, is when you when you get a donor, are they just giving money because they, they would like to make sure that you as the political party or soon to be independent candidate, you are remaining competitive in the sort of political space, or as you pointed out in the introduction, is there something else about the money that I give you? Um, that's causing you to take certain decisions. Now, in the case that, that you've just given, yeah, of course, this remains speculation. At least from, from my counter side, mm. we can't really 
we can't present any um, hard evidence that says, yes, in fact, this did happen. But what we can say is, is that it does present an interesting look at when we know who's funding you, and then we can kind of look back and see, okay, but you've taken this decision, you've taken this decision. Um, why is that? Are you more concerned with what your funder is asking of you? Or, or more specifically, are you concerned with keeping your funder happy all the time that you, even without their explicit request, are you still trying just to keep them happy with the way in which you make your political decisions, um, the things that you do as a political party, and is this to the detriment of the voter? Because that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. When I go to the ballot box, I'm assuming my political party thinks about me. Yeah, you, and and I love that. I love the part that you 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 underline the assuming, because uh, we're assuming our political parties uh, think of us. But I love what you what what you said earlier about <clears throat> ultimately uh, there is no free lunch, right? If I were to give you uh, you know a certain amount of money towards the research that you're forced to do, I'm going to naively believe, at least I naively believe that there's something that I need to get back in terms of what comes out of your research funding. So maybe then we talk first and foremost, who funds who in our country? Because there's these top four, these top eight funders that specifically yeah. have been funding, uh, you know, political parties for a very long time. Who are those people? That's in itself such an interesting question because when we talk about the top eight funders, some of them come from the same family, for example. So let's take the individuals, um, Victoria Friedenheim, um, Mary Slack, Jessica Slack, Rebecca Oppenheimer, and then there's also smaller donations, but from the same family, Nikki Oppenheimer. They all come from one family. Now, I've mentioned five individuals there, but these are, are all from the the Oppenheimer family. So, Even though they may vary with surnames, because uh, there's a Fredenheim and a Slack oh, and yeah, a Slackjack and the Oppenheimer. Correct. So they may have different surnames, but they come essentially from the same wider family network. Now, when you look at our, our law, and I think they are an excellent example to show maybe some of the weaknesses, it says that you only have up to 15 million rand that you can donate to a single party. But I could give you 15 million rand. The, the act doesn't ask, doesn't ask where you get the money from. It just needs to know that you've made the donation, and, and you can do it. It's come from the same source of wealth, and you've also made that donation. I can have my own company, and I also have 15 million rand to donate, and I can decide as an individual that I also want to donate. So if we just look at the Oppenheimer family as a whole, we have at least five separate individuals who have donated across the three years that we've had the, the party funding law in effect, um, and have donated millions of rands, mostly only to two political parties, that being um, Action SA and the Democratic Alliance. Um, then you have other individuals, um, who people may not have heard of, but are also making sort of big money moves when it comes to uh, politics. We have um, a businessman called Martin Moshal, who has donated to Action SA as well, to the Democratic Alliance, millions of rands, really, lots of money. And very recently, 
he has also made a donation to Build One South Africa. That was in the last quarter um, that we've seen. So he's another big spender and a name which I'm sure lots of South Africans are um, quite familiar with. We also have Patrice Mosete, again, donating millions. He's an interesting case. Yeah. He's donated to many parties, not just the governing party, but of course the governing party receives the, the largest amount from him. But those are are some of the biggest spenders that we have. And then I think probably rounding that out, we have Herman Mashaba as well. And I think he's significant because he's one of the founders of Action SA and he's also donated, I think, quite a bit to his own party. What does the law say the funders are entitled to from whoever they fund, uh, whether they're active or not, or they participate or they drive the policies of those organizations is is separate. But what does the law say they're entitled to? So in terms of what you are entitled to, there's really nothing that the law says about this. Essentially, all the law was, was trying to do, is trying to do, shall I say, is to compel transparency to make this sort of secretive thing about who funds you more public facing and in doing so the idea is that we should have a more accountable politics so there's nothing in the law that says if I donate 15 million rand for example to your political party that I am entitled to x y and z from you or me as a political party I'm entitled to a b or c there's nothing of that nature so it really does come down to the relationship between the donor and the party and how they manage that relationship because that is not, we are not privy to how that relationship actually works. And then in terms of domicile, because I'm glad you made reference to Mr. Marshall, does, does it specifically say that you have to be a person who's domiciled in South Africa to donate to a political party? Or can anybody from anywhere in the world donate to a political party? Um, excellent question. So with the Political Party Funding Act, you can donate. Um, essentially as a person living in South Africa um, with the South African ID number because you will need to fill that out on the form that you submit to the IEC when you make a donation. That, of course, is um, information that we don't get to see. It's, it's protected under papier, so we don't see that, but you'll have to fill it in. And if your business is located outside of South Africa and you're donating to your business or any other foreign entity, then your donation will be classed as a foreign donation. So technically speaking, if you, if you read the law, it will say no foreign donations. But then it will also say technically you can receive um, a foreign donation if it's for what they term political purpose. So political purpose is usually skills development, training, policy development for political parties. And we've seen... For example, the DA has received some foreign funding um, and they have stated that this has been for um, policy and training development uh, in the various provinces for their, for their members. So we won't be able to see the sensitive information, as I mentioned, like what your ID number is, but we presume when we look at somebody like um, Martin Moshal, who's made a donation, that obviously he's not, his donations are not classed as foreign donations, so we therefore must accept that he obviously is a citizen of South Africa or he has another affiliation to the country as a means that he can make such a explanation. 
is there, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm trying to fra- fra- uh, phrase this in the best way possible, because the Act talks about 100,000 rand. Anything above 100,000 rand has to be declared. You have to say, I got this money yeah. from, uh, you know, uh, Rebecca or whoever. But yeah. d- does it give uh, rise to people being able to hide who their other funders are? For example, uh, you know, a lot of people have the perception that the Freedom Front Plus is very awash donations from white Afrikaans people, right, across the country. But they they don't disclose those people. They disclose the funds that they get uh, almost strategically, as far as I'm concerned, from uh, Patrice Mutsipe and the Mutsipe Foundation. You know, is is there something that, you know, we end up not seeing or not knowing about politicians because of the threshold of the 100,000? Um, yes, definitely. And also another just general yes, because the law only deals with this specific kind of donation. There are other ways in which a political party can receive private money, and by that I mean non-taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could, for example, have fundraising dinners or galas, and they can charge hundreds of thousands of rands for a seat at this gala dinner, and that money is not considered to be a private donation, so you won't see it declared under the um, party funding law. So just to note that as well, is that there are other ways in which political parties may receive money that is just not governed by this law. And then specifically to your point, so yes, 100,000 rand, I think for most ordinary people, it's quite a lot of money, right? It's a lot of money. (laughs) We don't have 100,000 rand just laying about. So I think there's a fair few amount of donations that are still significant. 50,000 rand is still a large sum of money. Mm -hmm. Mm 50,000 rand is still a large sum of money. But of course, under the law, if I'm making that kind of donation, my donation is not going to be disclosed. When you look at the IEC report, you aren't going to see my name and you're not going to see the donation that I give. So the, we assume that there are obviously lots of donations that a party receives. I mean, they could have 10,000 people, you know, each giving a few thousand rand towards the political party. We can't, we can't really say what that is. We will just see a, a total at the end when they submit the auditor's financial statement. So how, how, yes, how do we on. get... Okay, go on, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. How do we get the Act to have more teeth, right? In terms of those uh, uh, declarations uh, that you're talking about, where, for example, somebody is 50... Because having the Act have more teeth, what I'm trying to get to is having the Act have more teeth uh, allows for the degree of accountability that average uh, South Africans need from all of the people that they vote into power. Because even the IEC in itself had, at a certain point, said the the Act has, you know, uh, more teeth to, needs more teeth to sort of uh, 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 enable it to follow up on issues of disclosure of political parties that are not willing to make certain disclosures. Because they were saying, unless a complaint comes through, sometimes a a lot of things end up going unnoticed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just on that last point that you mentioned, the IEC, the party funding unit, has such a large task ahead of it. I think sometimes we, we, we only tend to think of the 15 or so political parties that are in a national parliament. 
and we think that is the length and breadth of our political landscape, and it's not. We've had over 500 parties who are registered with the IEC, and for every party that's registered, this law is applicable to them. So there's a, there's a lot in terms of enforcement um, that makes it difficult, I think, for the IEC to really get around to when you're talking about this volume. Yeah. But to the first part of your question, what can we do? I think in a in a practical way, what my vote counts has done is that in May of this year, we launched a court application um, in the Western Cape High Court challenging this point that we were talking about in terms of threshold, not seeing um, disclosures. And our argument is that we don't assume that every time somebody makes a donation that you're trying to buy a politician. But what we are trying to make sure is that we don't see that happen. Yeah. And for us, in order for that, we are asking that every single donation that you get, big or small, you actually declare that. So whether it's one rand, whether it's a million rand, we all get to see. Because we, we live in a country that is beset with a lot of corruption, a lot of state capture, and this information is pivotal for all of us as average South Africans, particularly as we're going into the next election. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to just underscore what you've said there, is that it's important information. We were in court about this point in 2016 when we pushed for an amendment to the Promotion of Access to Information Act. And the Concord said that if you want to make an informed political decision, like your right to vote, having access to private funding information is an important part of it because the court also realized that this is one of the fundamentals when we take into consideration what what is my political party actually doing for me? Does money talk or does my voice and my needs, is that the thing that drives what the political party or what the politician is yeah. doing? Okay, we'll continue our conversation regarding party political funding uh, in a short while. Robin uh, Pesensi, if you just joined us, is a party funding researcher at the My Vote Counts. It's 11.30. Nomalizo Mandela is standing by with the news headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. 11.31, welcome back. We're talking party political funding and the road to the 2024 national elections in South Africa with Robin Pasensi, party funding researcher at My Vote Counts. In terms of disclosure from uh, the people who fund, the funders of political parties, um, you know, and, and I asked the issue of disclosure because of what happened with Capitec and, uh, you know, yeah. the ANC Youth League president calling for the public to boycott yeah. Capitec. And, you know, there were yeah. some 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 quarters that were saying it's it's their money. They can put yeah. it into whatever it is that they want to put it into. And then having uh, Michael, uh, uh, Michael LaRue come back and say, no, they don't fund uh, the DA. Do we have the right to know if we're transacting with an organization, if I'm spending my money for groceries at SAFM, do I have the right to know that SAFM funds political party X, for example? I think for for my account, and and this is precisely what our focus is about, the answer is yes, you have the right to know. That doesn't mean that 
in your example, SAFM also doesn't have the right to express itself and say, actually, I like um, this party, I would like to donate money. And I think it's an excellent example for talking about the freedom of choice, the political choice that you have, because then you can say, actually, but I don't like that. I disagree, I disagree with that. And you can pull your support and you can put that out there. So with Michelle Leroux, for example, in Capitec, I know we've come out and said that we are not using your money as customers of our bank and then taking that and funding a political party. In fact, I think through three different companies, uh, Feinbos Trust, Feinbos Equitate, um, and Feinbos Capital, um, of which Michelle Leroux is director of these companies or in some way has an association with them, these three companies, in fact, have made donations to the DA. Mm-hmm. So, when you look, so when you look at the disclosures, you won't see Capitec because the money isn't coming through Capitec Bank. The money is coming through other companies that Michelle Leroux is involved in. But this is the kind of question that you would want to stimulate when you see this. You see, oh, but I bank with this. Do, do I like this? Do mm. I like what you're doing? Do I like you see And I'm not even saying that you are doing anything wrong by making the donation. I'm just saying maybe politically I don't stand with this party. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. To, me, to me, I I don't find that I can put my money here and know that one of your founders is in another way funding a political party that I don't like. Yeah. And I think you, you have the right to say, you know what, I put a stop to that. I want to take my business elsewhere, for yeah. example. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the research that you've done, um, you know, at, at, at my vote counts, is there... Is there a way that you're able to determine, uh, seeing we know who the top eight uh, funders are, at least uh, we have an idea of those, right? Yes. Are we able uh, to know the kinds of benefit, if at all, any of them have gotten uh, from uh, the various parties that they've donated to, seeing we know, uh, let's say we know how much uh, Patrice Mozipe donates in the ANC, we know how much... Uh, the Oppenheimers donate in the various political party. Uh, right now, uh, the Mr. Marshall that we spoke spoke about earlier, yes. one of the things he said is, for example, he has plans to also donate to the IFP in the future, etc. Yes. And the uh, the CEO uh, um, Michelle Leroux. Do we did the research allow for you to know? if at all, and I know it's probably far-fetched to trace, to say, uh, you know, as a result of the 20 run that so-and-so gave to this political party, these are the kind of access to, let's say, business opportunities they've been given as a result. I mean, it's such a complicated question, but it's, it's the most important question I think you're asking. So generally speaking, if you do research, other countries on the, on the African continent, or more broadly in the world, you find examples where, yes, you can trace and you can see, okay, um, person X has made a donation to party Y, and now we can track back and we can see party Y has made certain decisions. So in a theoretical way, we can see that there is an association between giving money and a political party or a political candidate acting in a particular way. However, with that being said, in South Africa, we are still some ways away from proving those things beyond the 
feeling that maybe something is happening here, maybe something is not. And in my vote counts is still in that process of doing that hard work, doing that investigating. Because we, we could say, for example, I'm a person who has these interests that I've donated to a party, and then that party makes a decision that seems to be in line with my interests. Now, that could raise alarm bells. And I could say, okay, I don't like what's happening here, but there's still insufficient evidence to come out 100% and say, you acted this way because I gave you the money. And this is is where we are at now, is trying to prove sort of emphatically where the decisions are being taken precisely because money has been given for that purpose. Okay, we have a caller. Sunshine in the Western Cape wants to ask a question on political party funding. Sunshine, good morning. Uh, Good morning, uh, KG. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, and thank you even to your visitor as well. Uh, uh, KG, you know, in in our environmental cycles, we always believe uh, capital is always on the side of the poor people. That, That is our mindset. Now, if Capitec is is, is, is is funding the DA, the racist machinery, according to us, because we poor black people, when we look in the DA, we look uh, 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 on the descendant of the racial regime. Now, if Capitec is going to sponsor DA, Kenshin, what does it say about me as a poor person who's banking at Capitec? Does it mean I must leave Capitec and go elsewhere? Because the way we look on it, KG, uh, uh, what is happening now between DA and Capitec? It simply says those who don't like the DA must stop being the customers of Capitec. It's simply just like that. Hmm. I, I end there, KG. Thanks, Sunshine. Do you want to respond uh, before we go to a quick break, Robin? Sure. Um, thank you, Sunshine, for that um, question. And I think this is the nature of what we see when we have accountable politics. So I wouldn't say, for example, that, or NBC would never say, for example, Capitec is not on the side of poor people, or they are on the side of poor people, for example, as Sunshine has pointed out. Um, our job is not to make those assumptions. Our job is to try and make sure that the information is out there and the public can make up their mind. So Michelle Leroux was one of the founders of Capitec, as I said earlier. He has other companies. Through those other companies, he makes donations. If you feel this is not the kind of place that you want to do business with and you don't like the politics of the party that let's say this person supports, it is within your right to say, oh, well, I actually don't want to support you at all. Mm. It's also within Michelle's right that through his freedom of expression, he can say, but I like this party. I want to show them support. Those things in a democracy you should be able to have. You should be able to express your support or non-support, depending on how you feel, for whatever political party, institution, that right lay with you. Mm. I think what, what that question, uh, what we should really be digging at is that when you make that multi-million rand donation, now can we see that with that million rand donation or whatever it is... What did you get is in return? Will, yes, is the will of the people being undermined? 
if your party stands for X and all of us are like, yes, I want this, we vote for you on that platform. But your donor doesn't want X. The donor actually wants Y. Mm. And you as a party do that instead of what you promised, what you said you would deliver then we have a problem. Yeah, let me quickly go to break and then we'll come back and round off our discussion. Thank you, Robin. You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Let's round off our discussion now on uh, the political party funding and the road to the elections in 2024. We've been in conversation uh, about it uh, since earlier on with Robin uh, Pasensi, party funding researcher at My Vote Counts. So you went to court, uh, you know, uh, in the as uh, My Vote Counts in the Western Cape High Court, and ultimately what you're asking for is that uh, voters should be able to properly assess the influence that's exerted uh, by private interests over political parties and cast, ultimately then, an informed vote. When I vote for someone, I should know uh, who else uh, they fund so that I make a decision. Is this for us as, um, you know, voters, or is it meant to, um, you know, take away the rights of the people that are funders? Well, it's for, it's for everyone, and it must definitely not to take away the rights of funders. So this case is yet to be heard in, in the court. We are still waiting on a court date and for our arguments to be made by our lawyers. But basically what we are saying is, you have the right to support any political party, any independent candidate that you want. Mm. And if you feel that that also means that you want to give money, then absolutely give money. You shouldn't be hindered from your freedom of expression in that way. And the law, the, the, the PPFA, is just meant to guide how you make and accept donations as a political party or an independent candidate. What we are saying is that in its present form, the law doesn't offer the kind of transparency that it was conceived as bringing. Because you mentioned this earlier when you asked about the thresholds. There are many people that can make donations under that 100,000 rand threshold that are still substantial amounts of money. I can give you 80,000 rand. That's not a that's not small change. I can give that's you 99. It's not small yeah. change at all. Yes, it's, it's a lot of money. And so what we are saying is definitely support your party or your independent candidate, whomever it is. Give money if you feel so inclined. All we are saying is we want the opportunity to scrutinize that. So yeah, if no. you've given 80000 and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's, that's good by me. There's no um, illegality around it. There's no questions being raised about it. And then we move on. Yeah. You are not assuming that you are this evil person and you are definitely trying to undermine my vote. Yeah. However, Unfortunately, I've run out of time, but I think you've put your point very succinctly across, Robin. Thank you so much for the hour and the time you allowed at Robin, Robin uh, Pasensi. My Vote Counts, what's the website there for people to read more on your work? So our website, you can just type in My Vote Counts and our website should pop up. It's My Vote Counts for all the today. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks to the producers. Don't forget, Update at Noon comes up at 12 with Sakina Kamwendo.